they've been married for 30 years. He's a pioneer of Catholic lay evangelization, and she has a master's degree in theology. Put on the coffee and get ready to open the scriptures. It's time for Bible with the Barbers. Now, here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome to the Bible with the Barbers. I'm Terry Barber, my wife Mary Danielle. If this is your first time, we've been doing this once a week for about four weeks now. And we're taking scripture and we're trying to help you have a greater love for the Bible. And before we do the readings for the ordinary day for Mass, I wanted to make an announcement. And the announcement is there's a spiritual warfare conference coming up January 11th and 12th. Mary Danielle Barber will be there. Matt Arnold will be there. Father Wolfgang, I'll be there. And Jesse Romero. This is a a special day that we always pack the church in. But the focus is going to be on the family, spiritual warfare in the family. How do I protect my family from spiritual attacks in a world that we're living in? Very important to come. If you want to register, you can call 877-526-2151. That's 877-526-2151. Or go to virginmostpowerfulradio.org to register online. Mary Danielle, today's reading uh, is a short reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verse 35 to 38. I'd like to read it, and then I know for those who don't know your background, you've always had a love for the Scriptures, and in the late 70s, you went and got your degree in theology from USF, where Father Fessio started up the St. Ignatius Institute, and then after the kids were all grown up, you went to school online to get your Biblical Studies Conference from St. John Paul II, the great university in San Diego. And now you're teaching Bible studies throughout the diocese here. We've got one here tonight at the uh, Sacred Heart Chapel every Tuesday at 7 p.m. People are welcome to come if you're in Southern California. And on Thursdays at 1 o'clock, for those who don't want to go out at night, you do a second Bible study. And we're working on making these recordings of your Bible study so somebody in New York who's listening can still listen to your Bible study without coming to California. Correct. That's our goal. Amen. So let's read from the, let's get some soul food like Jesse and I always read on the Terry and Jesse show. So it's Luke, get your Bible out, Luke chapter 12, verse 35 to 38. Jesus said to his disciples, gird your loins and light your lamps and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately When he comes and knocks, blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant in his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So what's going on here, Mary Danielle? Jesus is telling us that we always have to be ready. Mm. We don't know when he's coming back for us. Mm. And most of us, we get lost in the things of this world. We get caught up in our work or our family Mm. or nowadays it's activities. And a lot of people are caught up in things like, well, just watching TV. You mean like the the World Series game tonight? Yeah. I knew you'd say that to me. (laughs) Go ahead. You know, once in a while it's, it's fine, okay, but, but, but yeah. is it your whole life? Yeah, you know, are, good you, point. are you spending three or four hours in front of a television every night? Are you spending five or six hours on the computer? Mm-hmm. Are you 
you know, what's forming your life? Where is the direction you're going? Yeah. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and get you. And, you know, none of us knows. We don't know the moment of our death. Mm-hmm. We can't know that. No man can know when he's going to die. And for some people, life is real short. Mm-hmm. You know, we I knew a family when I was growing up as a girl that buried three of their children. Wow. And and two of them was just less than a year apart. One one died of meningitis, and then the next year, one of the sons was killed in Vietnam. Wow. And then another son was killed about eight years later. But yeah. um, they were young people. They sure. were all young people. The oldest one was, was the one who died in Vietnam. He was 22 when he died. And, you know, it was like he was just beginning to discover the meaning and purpose of life. He was he was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. He was picking up the wounded sure. and, and he was helping them. And and it was like, wow, he was really beginning to. And and then the Lord took him home. And so you, we don't know. And we don't know how old we're going to be. We don't know how long. And we can't count that we're going to be living on this earth for 90 years or 100. And do we really want to? Yeah. I mean, what did God make us for? Did he make us to live on this earth forever? You know, no. are we looking for an earthly paradise? Are we are we looking for that sensual, uh, you know, everlasting sensuality? Is that what we're made for? Well, the Bible says for those who are 70 or 80, right? Right. That's 70 years and 80 for strong. those who are strong. Yeah. yeah. 70 years or 80 for those who are strong. So, yeah, you know, are we ready? Well, here's the bottom line that I take out of this, and that is, in my examination of conscience, which I hope everyone listening makes an examination of conscience each night, but if God called me home that night, am I going to be ready to meet Jesus Christ? And here's the thing I said earlier today, and that is, what should I change in my life to be more conformed to the person of Christ? And I know that's a high ideal, but it's really reality. We have to ask ourselves in our examination, how can I be a better model of Jesus Christ and sharing the good news. So this scripture hit me right between the eyes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, is it just an ideal? I mean, we're, we were made by God. We were made for God. We weren't made to live on this earth forever. We were made to build the kingdom of Christ here on earth. And our our homeland is heaven. We're to consider ourselves as exiles mm-hmm. on this earth, wherever we are. Mary, I'm going to only be here for the first segment because I'm kind of a busy guy, as you know, <laughs> as your husband. I have a meeting I have to run to that's been set up six months ago. But uh, today's topic, I think, is so important. We're talking about papal encyclicals related to the Bible. Not all the popes, but some of the popes have written extensively on the scriptures. And this is a Bible study. So can you share with our listeners uh, some of the, I want to call them gold nuggets, of what the popes have said in their documents regarding the Bible? Right. We want to take a look here at uh, Pope Leo XIII's Providentissimus Deus that he wrote in 1893. And then we want to try and take a short look at uh, Spiritus Paracletus, which was the encyclical of Pope Benedict XV. Time out. You're talking Latin. Would you explain what those Latin (laughs) phrases mean, young lady? Well, what's interesting is Providentissimus Deus, any encyclical letter, if you want to know where it got its name, it's the first two words of the document in Latin. So providentissimus Deus. So you read the English translation, the God of all providence. Ah, thank you. So providentissimus Deus means the God of all providence. I love it. And spiritus paracletus just means the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, the comforter. So, And that was Pope Benedict the Fifteenth, and he wrote that in 1920 on the 1500th anniversary of the death of St. Jerome. Whoa, that's that's amazing. Yeah. And he wanted to point some things out to the church about. Good. And, and this providentissimus Deus, again, the Holy Father 
at the at the end of the late 1800s, the 19th century, yes. you had this difficulty. Well, you know, a lot of the rationalism that had grown up since the Protestant Re- Revolution from the church, yes, and people had denied the ability of God to intervene in human history and actually work miracles or reveal himself to us. That sounds like what's going on right now, Mary. And it's interesting. I Pope, um, excuse me. Monsignor Kelly yes, pointed George out Kelly. In, Yeah, George Kelly in his book The New Biblical Theorists, he points out that by the end of the late 1800s the Protestants were beginning to realize that all this rationalism, what they called <laughs> rationalism, was actually destroying our ability to have any faith in the scriptures. And we need to throw this stuff out because it's it's actually, we're losing our faith. Undermining over. the faith. And so they're throwing it out. And in the meantime... Who's picking it up? The Catholics are picking <laughs> it up. Oops. Unfortunately... I hate when that the, happens. The Johnny-come-latelys, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, gee, we haven't tried out this new and, oh and unique and, uh, experience of scientific uh, yeah. expo- exploration of the sure. scriptures. So maybe we need to take this scientific method, these... And and apply them, and it's like, well, the Protestants have already told you that's a problem. So, but we didn't learn. Some of the Catholic scholars didn't learn. Not all of them. We're and, a little slow. Yeah, we can be a little slow. But so the popes were were warning the scholars. They're warning the teachers of scripture studies of the dangers of this approach, where you begin to doubt the reality of God and that He can intervene in human history and that He could actually give us a revelation that we could rely on so that we would know what our life was about, where we came from, where we're going. Yeah. I mean, why would God do something like that, right? So and that's how sometimes you think the scholars, you know, they must believe that because they're yeah. like, well, you know, sh- sh- we can't really believe the scriptures. We can't really trust them. So, so does that mean like some of the, the scripture scholars who say that like at the when Jesus multiplied the bread, <laughs> that they said something like, well, it was the generosity of the people. That's where all that bread came from. Would that be a good example of what you're talking about, Mary? Right. Explaining away the miracles. Let's, yeah. let's take any miracles, anything that seems to be supernatural in the scripture. Let's take it away and say, no, that that couldn't have been because how could God intervene in human history? And and so Pope Leo writes his encyclical, and he's telling us that you know God is provident, God loves us, He's a Father, and He's He wants His children to know why they exist, where they came from, Beautiful. and where they're going. And so He revealed the truths that He wanted us to know in the sacred Scripture. And um, in the first opening paragraph, before you do the opening paragraph, we're going to take a quick break. That's my teaser. She's, my wife, Mary Danielle's talking about uh, one of the Holy Fathers, Pope, which one is this? Leo Pope Leo the Thirteenth, back in 1893, wrote this document, and I don't think you're going to want to miss it here at A Virgin Most Powerful, the Bible with the Barbers. I am going to go to a meeting right now. I'll be back next week with my wife, but you're listening to Virgin Most Powerful with the Bible with the Barbers, and you're going to learn some more good things about the Bible and the Catholic position and I hope it inspires you to read more and more mm-hmm. of the Bible each and very every day because that's how we get to know Christ. Ignorance Amen. of Scripture is ignorance of Christ, as St. Jerome said. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to make a donation to Virgin Most Powerful, you like what we're doing, call 877-526-215 or go online to virginmostpowerfulradio.org. You can do it online. We come back more with Pope Leo XIII's writing regarding inspiration of the Bible. We'll be right back.
This is Terry Barber inviting you to the upcoming Spiritual Warfare Conference, January 11th and 12th at the Sacred Heart Chapel in downtown Covina. If you go to virginmostpowerfulradio.org, you can join us with that. Or call us at 877-526-2151. Jesse Romero will be there. Father Wolfgang will be there. And our very own Matt Arnold will be there. And I'll be the MC. Don't miss out on this wonderful event, January 11th and 12th. It is only because of your continued prayers and generous donations that Virgin Most Powerful Radio can broadcast live each weekday. We count on your spiritual and financial support because you understand the urgent need for Catholic programming that shares the gospel with clarity and charity, but without compromise. We desperately need to fix the bugs so you can listen live on our app or YouTube without any glitches. Plus, meet traditional broadcast standards in order to provide our exclusive programming to Catholic radio stations around the country and around the world absolutely free of charge. As usual, we're doing it all on a shoestring budget, but we cannot do it without you. If you like what you hear on Virgin Most Powerful, I ask you to please prayerfully consider becoming a monthly donor. You can set it up with the touch of a button on our website, catholicrc.org. or selling your home or your business property? This is Terry Barber. Real Estate for Life underwrites the Terry and Jesse Show. And they can connect you to one of 900 pro-life real estate agents around the world. And when they receive their referral fee, they will give 80% of it to a pro-life organization. Wow, that's 80%. Realestateforlife.org, 877-LIFE-US-1. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Well, Mary Danielle is flying solo here with her guarding angel. Terry had to run out to an appointment. But we want to look here now at the opening paragraph of Providentissimus Deus, the God of all providence, that was an encyclical letter written by Pope Leo XIII, in 1893 on the study of holy scriptures and how does the church show us that we should study scriptures pope leo said the god of all providence who in the adorable designs of his love at first elevated the human race to the participation of the divine nature and afterwards delivered it from universal guilt and ruin after the sin you know adam and eve sinned right god made us in union with himself but you know we make our own decisions and sometimes we don't make the right decisions. So Adam and Eve sinned and so, but God didn't leave us there. You know, he didn't just abandon us. He restored mankind to its primitive dignity, has in consequence bestowed upon man a splendid gift and safeguard, making known to him by supernatural means the hidden mysteries of his divinity, his wisdom and his mercy. For although in divine revelation there are contained some things that are not beyond the reach of unassisted reason and which are made the objects of such revelation in order that all may come to know them with facility, certainty, and safety from only 
and safety from only necess- necessary. Sorry, I'm reading this wrong, but anyway. Excuse me, I think I skipped a line here. I'm so sorry. Okay, safety from error. Safety from error. That's what he was trying to <laughs> Safety from error. Yet not on the account, not on this account can supernatural revelation be said to be absolutely necessary. It's only necessary because God ordinated man to a supernatural end. So Pope Leo is saying, okay, God made us in a state of union with himself. We sinned. We lost that state of union. But he's, he brought us back, and he promised that he would restore that. But the scripture is given to us as a safeguard so that we would have without error a means to guide us to that supernatural end. This is what the church is telling us about the scriptures. And and Leo goes on to say that the scriptures are a letter from our father. A letter from, have you ever sat down and thought about the scriptures? You know, I was like, oh man, why would I want to read this? Or why would I want to read that? You know, I was like, okay, Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy, right? Everybody wants to skip them. <laughs> and yet, try and see them in another light. This is a letter from your father, a father in heaven, whom, you know, without without scripture, we know that God exists. We don't need the unaided, we don't need faith, excuse me, we don't need faith to know that God exists. We can know that from the unaided light of reason. But who he is in himself, what is he destined us for? Those things we can't know without God fully revealing them. And so this is what he gave us scripture for, to reveal these things and to give us a guide, a guide so that we would know the path to walk with certainty, with certainty that we would know the things of God and be able to follow them. So our father has written us a letter, our heavenly father, and he transmitted this by human authors so that in our pilgrimage, we would be able to find the way back. And Leo goes on to say that the branch of sacred theology, which is concerned with the defense and elucidation of the divine books, must be excellent and useful to the highest degree. That branch is the study of the the Bible, the scripture studies. And its purpose is to defend and explain the scripture. And it's excellent and useful to the highest degree because we weren't made for a finality here in this earth. We're made for heaven. We're made for union with God. So we're striving. We're on a pilgrimage. We're in a land of exile. And we want to go forward to God. Now, there's a lot in this encyclical. And I really encourage everyone to really, you know, get this encyclical, read it. Providentissimus Deus, if you don't want to buy it, go online. If you go on the Vatican website, just type in the Latin title, Providentissimus Deus, big long Latin word, that Providentissimus, it's one word, uh, P-R-O-V-I-D-E-N-T-I-S-S-I-M-U-S, and Deus, of course, D-E-U-S, 1893. You can read it right online. Um, Pope Leo goes on that, you know, we need this... The church has never discouraged her people from knowing and reading the scriptures. The church has always encouraged the faithful to know and read the scriptures. As a matter of fact, if you ever go to a Catholic mass, um, the readings are from the scriptures. And this has always been. This is the, the scriptures. It's kind of the road to Amos. Um, you know, the, the, the two apostles are leaving Jerusalem because Jesus died. And well, now he's gone. And, and, and everything we hope for is gone and and they this man comes and walks along with them there and 
what does he do first? For the whole time they're walking, he's explaining the scriptures to them. And then when they arrive at the village and he seems to be going on, they invite him to stay and he breaks the bread. Code word, breaking the bread, the Eucharist. He consecrates the bread and the wine again. He reenacts and represents to him his entire Paschal mystery. So that's the model for the liturgy of the church. We have this reading of the scriptures and then we have this intimate union with God where he feeds us on his own flesh and blood, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. And it's not just in the Mass. In her official prayer, it's called the Liturgy of the Hours, that the church has all of the priests and religious pray every day. That prayer is from the scriptures. It's the Psalms, the Old Testament hymns, the New Testament hymns, readings from Old and New Testament books of the Bible, the the Our Father is prayed. All of the prayers contained therein are scriptural prayers. And so by that means, the church has used the scriptures continuously in her daily life all throughout history. And you can read the details of that in Providentissimus Deus. The Holy Father goes into more detail. And it's interesting, as I was reading this and reflecting, you know, the priests and religious have that, what do you call that, luxury of being able to have the, the prayer books that were printed you know, before the time of printing press. The monasteries, they hand copied these things and every person in the monastery had a copy of the Psalms and they prayed them. Of course, you memorize them after a while when you pray them every day, they become part of your memory. But the lay people didn't have that luxury of books. So how beautifully our Blessed Mother came and gave us the rosary, because what is the rosary? Well, the rosary is the living scripture, right? We, we, we're meditating on the salvific mysteries that God has established. So the rosary is a scriptural prayer. It's rooted in scripture. Scripture. It's about the mysteries that God has presented to us. And it's, it uses scripture as the backdrop for the meditation. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. So we meditate on the whole salvific mystery of the Savior, of the coming of Christ, his his public life now, Pope John Paul II added five mysteries on his public life, and then we have his Paschal mystery that we meditate on, the sorrowful mystery, and his the rest of his Paschal mystery in the glorification of Christ in the glorious mysteries. So all of this is scripture, and it becomes a way for us to carry the scripture with us without having to carry books around, but read those passages of scripture that apply to the mysteries, and then we pray them every day. And again, they become a part of our life, and they become formative, and they begin to form us in the ways of God. And this was the whole purpose of the church wanting us to read scripture, and she's never discouraged the faithful from reading scripture. Believe me, before the printing press, it wasn't real available, um, and everybody knows that, but after the printing press, it's become much more available. So Pope Leo goes through the the needs um, for studying the scripture, and he points out in his letter how the saints and the doctors of the church have been rooted in scripture, and they, they don't take it lightly. It, it's God's word to them, and he points out very, very clearly that he every the church has always believed and taught and still believes and teaches that every word of the scripture is inspired by God. 
And some people would like to reduce that. Well, only those things that apply to the faith are inspired. So if there are things that talk about history or things that talk about science or, you know, those things aren't inspired. Well, when the scriptures were written, they're not written as a history book. They're not written as a scientific treatise. So, yeah, there may be things that are expressed in terms of, um, well, let's see. He set you know, the stars in the dome of the sky. Well, for us, it looks like the sky is a dome, right? And again, even today, do you say, well, our side of the earth is now going to turn away from the sun, so it will become dark, and we will sleep, and then when we get up, our side of the earth will be turning back toward the sun, so it's going to get light. Do we say that? Do scientists say that? Or do we say the sun rises and sets? Oh, but what a terrible scientific error, right? Is it a scientific error, or is it a way of expressing things according to how we see them as our as we perceive them with our senses. And is that actually wrong? So there's there's this you know play between being able to express things in human terms according to our understanding. At the same time, it's not untrue. There's a great truth to it. There are also challenges in studying the scripture, and Pope Leo is very aware of that. And again, as I mentioned, that the you know, from the time of the Protestant Revolt, you had this rise of what they called rationalism, which actually rationalism was trying to do away with the idea that um, God could intervene in human history. It was trying to say that, look, if I can't take it into a laboratory and dissect it or put it under a microscope, then um, I don't have to believe it's true, which is very problematic just on a scientific level, we understand, because there are many things in nature that we can't take into a laboratory and put under a microscope and dissect. Um, the air we breathe, for instance, gravity, for instance, we know them by their effects, right? We talk about the wind. Well, how do we know there's a wind? We know the wind by its effects. So there are things in nature that we know by their effects, and it's not unscientific to talk about them according to their effects. So if we take everything that we can't take into a laboratory and deny it, there's a lot of things even about the human person that we need to deny. For instance, our 11 emotions, right? Love, hate, joy, sorrow, desire, aversion, audacity, fear, hope, despair, and anger. Do we know them by taking them into a lab and putting them under a microscope and dissecting them? Or do we know them by their effects? Do we know them by the response they cause in the human person? So, and, and so we need to be careful not to discard those things that we know through our senses. We need to understand that what we do know through our senses is reliable, and can be trusted if we're not um, doing certain things with our bodies, like overdosing on drugs or taking too much alcohol. Because if we're taking illicit drugs or, or too much alcohol, things might appear to our senses in a way that that's not quite the way it goes. And there are also difficulties if people have been traumatized. Oftentimes, their psychological uh, the, the psychological disturbance caused by the trauma will cause them to not be able to perceive reality the way it is. Those things aside, the normal, you know, normal um, progression of human nature is that we can trust the senses. So what we want to do now after that is to go forward and um, look a little more at Pope Leo's. After the break, we'll be right back. We thank you for listening. This is the Bible with the Barbers, and Terry's out on an appointment. And if you want to call in, 877-526-2151 to make a donation, we'd really appreciate that.
Matthew Arnold here, encouraging you to go to vmpr.org to register for our upcoming Spiritual Warfare Conference this January 11th and 12th at the Sacred Heart Chapel in Covina. Father Wolfgang will be speaking along with Jesse Romero, Terry Barber as MC, and yours truly, talking about spiritual warfare and the family. Protect your family now. Go to vmp.org and register for this conference. Don't miss it. It is only because of your continued prayers and generous donations that Virgin Most Powerful Radio can broadcast live each weekday. We count on your spiritual and financial support because you understand the urgent need for Catholic programming that shares the gospel with clarity and charity, but without compromise. We desperately need to fix the bugs so you can listen live on our app or YouTube without any glitches. Plus, meet traditional broadcast standards in order to provide our exclusive programming to Catholic radio stations around the country and around the world, absolutely free of charge. As usual, we're doing it all on a shoestring budget, but we cannot do it without you. If you like what you hear on Virgin Most Powerful, I ask you to please prayerfully consider becoming a monthly donor. You can set it up with the touch of a button on our website, catholicrc.org. selling your home or your business property this is terry barber real estate for life underwrites the terry and jesse show and they can connect you to one of 900 pro-life real estate agents around the world and when they receive their referral fee they will give 80 percent of it to a pro-life organization wow that's 80 percent real estate for life.org 877-LIFE-US-1 Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Well, this is Mary Danielle. Terry had to run to an appointment, but we were talking about challenges to studying the Bible. And some of those challenges, of course, are the rationalist enemies of God and of the Word of God who denied divine revelation, denied miracles, denied prophecy, they attacked the Bible as stupid fables and lying stories. But the professor of sacred scripture has to be one who believes. You don't come at scripture with an attitude of doubt. You want to come at scripture with that attitude of faith, knowing that this is the word of God. It's inspired by God. God used human authors, but while he used those human authors, he so worked through them that they committed to writing what God intended and nothing more. And this is what the church teaches us. And she still teaches this today. That hasn't changed. So we want to make sure that the scriptures are read. And I remember when I was in college, I had a professor one time. He said one of the, he said the best compliment I ever got was a student coming into me and say, I'm dropping your class. And the professor said, why are you dropping my class? And he said, because the book is getting to me. So when people read the scriptures, he wanted people to read them in such a way that the scriptures would get to them, that they would sink in and start informing them that they needed to make changes in their life in order to conform their lives to God's will. And, and the young man, unfortunately, said, and I don't want the book to get to me. But the professor was, he was, he was, he felt 
like he had done what he was supposed to do. And that is that he had introduced someone to the scriptures and they actually understood that God was speaking to them. Now, unfortunately, the young man wasn't quite ready to accept God speaking to him, but that's the point of it. And that's what this church wants us to know. God is speaking to us through the scriptures. So we need to defend the truths of scriptures and those who study scripture need to defend them. And we need to know that we have the authority of the magisterium. And it's interesting because the magisterium's authority is talked about in the scriptures. And it is the magisterium that tells us what books are scriptures. So the two of them go together. You can't have them fighting. But there's also tradition with a capital T. Not everything that Jesus did and taught was written down. A lot of it was passed on orally. And even St. Paul talks about that. And he says to Timothy in his letter, I want you to hold fast to the truths that I've given you, whether by word of mouth or in writing. And when he tells Timothy that all scriptures are good for instruction and reproving and for building up the man of God in faith, he says all scripture, but he doesn't say only because he had also told Timothy to hold fast to the, to the, the, the things that I've passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or in writing. And he has also said that the church is the pillar and foundation of truth. So the magisterium, the tradition with a capital T and the sacred scripture go together it's a, it's a inter, integrated whole of divine revelation. God didn't just reveal everything through the scriptures, but the scriptures, there's no dogma in the Catholic faith that denies the scripture or can contradict the scripture. At the same time, scripture is not going to contradict the dogmas of the Catholic faith because these are the truths, the fullness of the truth that God wanted us to have is in the Catholic faith. And the encyclical here of Pope Leo on the scriptures, really, Pope Leo really is, he's pouring his heart out. We need to know and understand and believe and accept that God really does speak to us through the scriptures, that every word of scripture is inspired. Every word of scripture is inerrant. There are no errors. And although it may appear to be, we need to take that humble attitude of St. Augustine that says, well, if there seems to be an error, I might have a bad copy. Somebody might have miscopied something. I might have a bad translation. There have been lots of bad translations of scripture, or I might not understand something that maybe there's something here that's beyond my understanding and I need to delve more deeply into it or be more humble and pray more and ask the Lord for a greater insight into what it means. So the inerrancy and um, inspiration of scripture, it applies to the entire scripture because to say that there is an error there, the church teaches us, and to say that there, um, well, to say that there's an error would be to say that God could lie. You know, how could God lie about the things he created? If God is God, <laughs> and that means that he is the origin of everything that is, he is all truth, he is all goodness, he is all beauty. Science was created by God. Time and space were created by God. Every creature was made by God. God cannot lie. He cannot deceive or be deceived. And so Everything in scripture has to be without error. Does that mean that we understand the mind of God fully and that we're going to get it all the time? No, there may be things that are difficult and, and the church acknowledges this. There are things in scripture that are difficult, that aren't straightforward, that we need to really look at. And there do sometimes appear to be contradictions. You know, you have a story told twice and it looks like, well, it doesn't look. And, and so it's not about, well, obviously the scripture is lying. What's interesting is about those rationalist thinkers that we were talking about. They're more than willing to accept human documents from the past about history and just 
accept them. And even if they seem to contradict other documents, it's like, well, that's fine. They can do that. You know, it's, but if it comes to scripture, it's like, oh, well, there seems to be a contradiction here. Well, we better throw it out. It's not good. It, it not worth reading. <laughs> that's an interesting, interesting response. If they did, did actually accept scripture as just a human document, they should at least give it as much credence as the other human documents that they do accept, even though the other human documents seem to contradict one another. But they don't even give it that. They say, nope, throw it out. No good. Can't can't have that. So we want to remember that the church has always taught, still teaches, that the scripture is inerrant, that there are no errors in it, and that the truths that are guaranteed, be, guaranteed to be without error and inspired are not just the truths that apply to our faith. In a sense, our Father's writing a letter to us, and every word that he writes is for our salvation. He doesn't write anything that is not for our salvation. He wants us all to know him and love him and come to the re- to the realization that our finality is not in this world, but that we were made for union with him and for heaven. We were made to go to heaven. Remember, God didn't make death and he didn't make sin. Sin is the rejection of goodness. It's the rejection of God. It's not a creature. It's a rejection of creation and the goodness of creation. And death came into the world because of sin. God didn't make death. It's a result of sin. So God wants us to know the truth, and he wants us to trust him that even though there is sin in the world, even though Adam and Eve sinned, they followed the, you know, first the angels sinned, then the bad angels who sinned, not all the angels, just the bad ones, they led man into sin, and that leaves us at a um, handicapped position because now our intellect is weakened and our Our intellect is darkened and our will is weakened. And although we were made to choose the good and the good is God, God is the good that we were made to choose. We don't always see clearly what the true good is. And the will only chooses insofar as the intellect perceives the good. So we need to struggle. We need to strive to see the true good. And that's why we want to read scripture and study scripture. That's why the church encourages the study and reading of scripture But also she acknowledges, as Pope Leo said in that opening paragraph, that the scriptures are a gift. They are a divine gift. They are a supernatural gift from God in order to give us a sure guide so that we can follow the way that God has laid out for us. And we don't have to be afraid that, oh, well, well, I really can't know, or, you know, how can I know, or, you know, I know that my senses can deceive me and I know that my intellect can deceive me. And no, no, we trust God. And that's where we want to turn. And this is where the church, Pope Leo in this encyclical holds up for us, the fathers of the church, the doctors of the church, the saints of the church who trusted God, who studied the scripture so that they would come to a fuller knowledge of God. Uh, Terry quoted St. Jerome earlier, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. So if you really want to know him, and that's not just the New Testament, The Old Testament and the New Testament both tell us about Christ. They tell us about God's salvific plan and how he's laying that out and working that out. And yeah, is there a lot of stuff in scripture that's like, well, that's not what God wants? Absolutely, because he made man in a perfect state of union with himself, but he's telling you the history of salvation, how he worked with his people to bring them back into union with himself to prepare them for the Messiah. And you know what? He's not ashamed to tell about their faults. He's not ashamed to tell about the times that they messed it up. They didn't do what God wanted, but he kept being faithful. And this is why we want to study the scriptures, know that they are God's word to us, 
know that they are inerrant and they are inspired by God. And God is the primary author of scripture. The Holy Spirit worked through men to put into writing those things which God intended and nothing more. And that doesn't just apply to those truths of faith that are simply truths of faith. It applies to the entire scripture. And there's a lot of difficulties. There's a, but again, prayer, humility, and go back to the fathers of the church. Go back to the doctors of the church. Read the documents. Read Divinae Flante Spiritus. And read Providentissimus Deus and Spiritus Paracletus and Humani Generis and other documents. Don't just take a single line out of them. Read the whole document. And if there's something in the document that's not quite clear, then go to what is clear in the document and use it as the rule to interpret what's not clear because that's what the church tells us to do. And again, the same with the scripture. When things are clear in scripture, the Ten Commandments, they're real clear. Follow them. This is the moral law that God has laid out for us. And yes, it's inspired. And what other nation had a God so close to it or laws so perfect that they show us the way? So with Providentissimus Deus, I encourage you all to get it and read it. Um, if anybody has a question, they can call in at 888-526-2151. If anyone wants to make a donation, they can call in at 877-526-2151. I also want to remind our listeners, all of those of you who had the Terry and Jesse app, the old app, you can delete that and go to virginmostpowerful.org. Oh, excuse me, virginmostpowerfulradio.org, virginmostpowerfulradio.org, and go ahead and download the new app, which we have. Um, and then also um, you can go on virginmostpowerfulradio.org, listen to the, um, the podcasts. You can listen to other things that we have up there. We're hoping to get some prayers up there too and devotionals. And I encourage everyone to go ahead and click on that, get your family and friends to click on it, listen to some of the shows as often as you can. And after the break, we want to tar- start looking at the encyclical of Pope Benedict the 15th that he wrote on St. Jerome. And um, this is Spiritus Paracletus, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the first words of the encyclical. So again, if you have a question, you can call in at 888-526-2151. Or if you have a comment, and if you want to donate, you can call at 877-526-2151. If you want to register for the Spiritual Warfare Conference that's coming up in January, call 888-526-2151. And we will be right back with The Bible with the Barbers. Thank you. Terry Barber, I want to invite you to the Spiritual Warfare Conference coming January 11th and 12th at the Sacred Heart Chapel. It's going to be fantastic. I want to encourage you to sign up by going to virginmostpowerfulradio.org. One of the speakers is sitting right next to me, Matthew Arnold. Matt, what are you going to be telling our folks about? I'm going to tell them about my journey into the Catholic Church because in my younger days, I was in the entertainment business. I was all involved with cult beliefs and practices like tarot cards and astrology and even channeling. And I had my own brush with the demonic. Wow. Not only Matt... But Father Wolfgang from the Opus Angelorum, popular priest, he's welcome back. And our friend Jesse Romero, my partner on the Terry and Jesse Show, will be there. Don't miss it. Go to virginmostpowerfulradio.org or call us at 877-526-2151. 
It is only because of your continued prayers and generous donations that Virgin Most Powerful Radio can broadcast live each weekday. We count on your spiritual and financial support because you understand the urgent need for Catholic programming that shares the gospel with clarity and charity, but without compromise. As usual, we're doing it all on a shoestring budget, but we cannot do it without you. If you like what you hear on Virgin Most Powerful, I ask you to please prayerfully consider becoming a monthly donor. You can set it up with the touch of a button on our website, catholicrc.org. Buying or selling your home or your business property? This is Terry Barber. Real Estate for Life underwrites The Terry and Jesse Show. And they can connect you to one of 900 pro-life real estate agents around the world. And when they receive their referral fee, they will give 80% of it to a pro-life organization. Wow, that's 80%. Realestateforlife.org, 877-LIFE-US-1. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. And Terry's back. And Terry's back, yes. <laughs> I haven't figured out how to bilocate yet, my love, but I had to have an important meeting, and so I'm back, and I'm listening about St. Jerome. You made a teaser about what St. Jerome has to say about the Bible, and I, I did quote St. Uh, Jerome earlier in the show, but... Um, what does he have to say that's so important for us Catholics? Well, it's interesting. On the 1500th anniversary of his death, yes, Pope Benedict XV wrote an encyclical on St. Jerome. Mm-hmm. And the reason was, is St. Jerome so dedicated his life to the study of Scripture. Yeah. He, as a young man, fell in love mm. with the, the Word of God. Praise God. And he just dedicated the rest of his life. The Pope had him translate the scriptures into Latin, the whole scriptures to redo. There was a Latin translation, but he redid it and corrected it. He knew the Greek, he knew the Hebrew. And then to further learn about the scriptures, he actually moved to Bethlehem to to be near the crib of our Lord. He lived in a monastery there because he wanted to study and understand. And he he made a comment at one point that, you know, if you actually go to the Holy Land and walk where Christ walked, it, it helps. Is that where we get that Latin Vulgate? Is that where we get that yes. name from? The Latin Vulgate is the one that St. Jerome translated. Oh, heard and the, the, the church has always held that in very high regard. St. Jerome did an excellent job. He was very, very astute mm-hmm. and he was very diligent. And the thing is, he gave up a lot. Did he? He gave up a lot. St. Jerome could have been a wealthy man and he didn't. He gave up everything to study the scripture and he wanted to serve the church. And this is what he did. And he was under one Pope. He did serve at the Vatican doing that Vulgate. But when that Pope died, that's when he went to the Holy Land. And Jerome tells us the scriptures cannot lie. Again, if we accept that God is the author of scripture, if we accept that it's the Holy Spirit who's working through men to transmit to us the truths that God wants us to know, then how can God lie to us? Even about the things he created. So if you if you think science is contradicting scripture, well, you know, look again. It's not that science contradicts scripture. It's that scripture doesn't express things in the way that 20th century science does. Mm-hmm. 
and again, if you want to understand the scriptures, you want to go back to the historical context in which they were written because you need to understand the mindset of the people who were writing them so that you can fully understand the way they were written. And this is what St. Jerome did. And I mean, to the point where he moved to Bethlehem so that he could live in the Holy Land to understand more fully what life was like for Christ so that he could understand more fully who Jesus is and what it meant for God to be a man and then where he lived and how he grew. Mary, some of our listeners are probably saying, wow, I didn't know all this. This is interesting. I didn't realize how clear we teach about the Bible because, you know, this is not real common at the local parish level, the local Bible studies where sometimes we hear these people say that, you know, uh, well, that was the Bible and, you know, the Bible has errors in it. And my question is, all these documents, where would you recommend them go online to get them? Is it EWTN? Uh, they have these online. I'm pretty sure EWTN does have it. EWTN might. I know if the you Vatican, go on the Vatican website, yeah, yeah. you can type in the names of these documents right. and they're there. Um, there may be other places too. You, sometimes you just type in the name of the document and then it will come up. Mm-hmm. I And I can't remember exactly where, but I, I often go to the Vatican website because I know they're there. They have them in the archives. Would so. you also recommend to our listeners, those who have great love for scripture, to further their education like you did? I would, I would. And, you know, you may not have the time or the, the resources to do an official mm-hmm. scripture study, yeah. in ter- I mean, in, in a master's degree or something, mm-hmm. but you can still go and read these documents that the church wrote. Yes. You can find out what the church teaches. And not only that, but go to the scriptures themselves and read them. The Navarre Bible Commentary is oh, a great excellent. commentary on the Bible. The Ignatius Study Bible mm-hmm. has great commentary on the Bible. You can go back and look up... Online, you can go back and look up the Catena Aria, the Golden Chain by St. Thomas Thomas. Aquinas, where he drew together on the four Gospels, he drew together all of the commentary of the fathers of the church on the different Gospels. And it's all in one place. And there are others that if you go to New Advent, you can find the fathers of the church and their commentaries on scriptures. And Mary, about 20 years ago, Dr. Scott Hahn did Can You Trust the Bible? Right. It was a course he he taught at Steubenville. We recorded the class. Now, you can go to Steubenville and pay pay thousands of dollars to go to Scott Hahn's class. Or I'm going to make an exception. I don't normally do this. We're working on getting these things as downloads. But if someone wanted that course and they were serious about wanting it, I'll give you my cell number. What? Yep, that's what I'm going to do because I'll I'll get it for you. It's 661-972-7872. It's about eight hours of class time studying that whole question on the inerrancy of Scripture. Yes. Yeah. And so getting back to the um, Spiritus Paracletus by Pope Benedict. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things he talks about is the absolute historical truth of Scripture. Oh, yeah. There's no distinction between absolute and relative truths in history. And um, the absolute truth of the facts of history, you know, scholars sometimes will make these distinctions, and it just it confuses people. But no, it's, it's not. What's taught in the Scriptures is the historical facts. But are we reading them with the correct mindset? What does St. Augustine have to say on that topic about the necessity of salvation in Scripture? What's he have to say? He says that Scripture is necessary for salvation. (laughs) Belief in Scripture. Belief in Scripture. Scripture is the inspired Word of God. Amen. If you want to follow God's plan, if you want to know God's plan, Mm -hmm. how can you know it if you don't read the Scriptures? And again, if this is the letter from your Father, your Heavenly Father, who loves you, then why would you want to avoid it. Why wouldn't you want to read it? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you be wanting to go forth and, and say, you know what? This is God's word to me. 
And for some people, maybe, hey, you know, I don't suggest that you start with Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Why not? Uh, well, you know, some people get bogged down yeah, in all the, it, they're beautiful books. They're beautiful yeah. books. They, and they, you know, it's, it's a lot of instruction about how the Israelites were to worship, yeah. but there's a lot of details in there, but start with the gospels. I suggest that you start with the gospels and come to know what it is the Lord wants from you in terms of the life of Christ. And, and again, we're supposed to be visible images of Christ in the world, right? Amen. We're supposed to be reflecting his light to everyone that we meet. And so if we don't believe in the scriptures, how are we going to, and again, if you believe in the scriptures, act like it. If you believe this is the word of God, spend time with it, meditate on it. Don't just read it like a novel. You can do that, but go further than that. Go deeper. Like the young man who told the, my professor, I'm dropping your class because the book's getting to me. Let the book get to you. Read it slowly. Let the words sink in. What does this mean that God is saying this to me right now? Mary, Danielle, this is a politically incorrect question, and you know your husband's very politically incorrect. But we have a crisis in the church right now, crisis of faith, as Cardinal Ratzinger said back in 1985 in the Ratzinger Report. Do you believe that part of the renewal of the Catholic Church is when we get back to the Bible basics and know the know the faith through his, his word? Is that a fair statement? I think so. We need to come back. And this is what Pope Leo was trying to do. Pope Benedict mm-hmm. XV was trying to do. Yeah. And Pope Benedict in his letter does quote a lot from Pope Leo's the 13th letter. Mm-hmm. But this restoration of our belief that the scripture really is the inspired word of God, the inspired inerrant word of God. Amen. And it's not going to lead us astray. And again, I, I, there's a modern biblical scholar who said, well, you have to question everything in scripture. That's not what the church teaches us. The church teaches us to approach the scripture with an attitude of faith. I believe that God is speaking to me. So important. And I believe that, you know, just, just like I believe that the second person of the blessed Trinity could really become a man. Yes. He really took to himself a human nature and became incarnate. So too, I believe that God's word could be written in the words of men and firmly and faithfully without error pass on to me the truths that God intended. It's called the incarnation analogy. Mm-hmm. If Jesus Christ, if the word of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, took to himself a human nature, became man, and truly is God, truly is man, and he is without sin, he has no error in him, there's no sin, mm-hmm. well then could God not do the same thing with his written word, where his word would become incarnate, as it were, in the words of men, but without any error, because the Holy Spirit is inspiring these men in such way that they're writing down what God wants written down. Mary, you inspired me, and I live with you. Uh, You know, this is the stuff that we talk about in the evenings. I'm so glad we're sharing this with our listeners. If you want to come to Mary's Bible study tonight at 7 p.m. at the Sacred Heart chapel in downtown Covina. It starts at 7 p.m. or on Thursday afternoon at one o'clock for those who don't want to go out at night. And we're planning to upload your Bible studies on uh, the app soon. Richard's going to be working on that project and making it available so anywhere you're in the world, they can can hear a good, solid Bible study. And I want to leave our listeners on um, a comment that... uh, Again, ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ. And so isn't there, Mary, an indulgence attached? This church wants us to read the Bible so badly that it gives indulgences when you read uh, 
from God's word, at least, was it 15 minutes a day? 15 minutes or half an hour. I will have to look that one up in the Encridian. But you read the scriptures every day, and then if you you do that for 30 days straight, and then you get a gain of plenary indulgence after the first 30 days, and then every day after that that you continue to read them, you can gain a plenary indulgence. And a plenary indulgence is the remission of all temporal punishment due to sin. And... So sign me up. Amen. Sign okay. Me up. Yep. <laughs> You've been listening to a, the Bible with the Barbers on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. If you like what you're hearing and you want more of this, you know, tell your friends about Virgin Most Powerful Catholic Radio, especially if you're in a Catholic area where there's a Catholic radio station. They might want to pick up Jesus 911 or Gary Machuda's apologetics course or those crazy Catholic <laughs> cowboys of uh, Jesse and the West, Ter- Terry and Jesse or any of our shows, they can get them for free. But I can't do it without your help. And I want to thank all of those people who are helping us build a new studio. I'm looking at Studio B, and uh, it still needs work. Studio A, we're working this week to put more of the soundboards up. But I want to thank you ahead of time. And if you want to help us even more, we want to put better cameras in. You see, I'm waving at you. (laughs) We're going to have some cameras that are going to be really, really nice. Uh, but we need to have the funds for that. So if you want to call me at 661-972-7872, that's my cell number. I'd be delighted to talk to you about your donation. Or if you have a question on the faith, I spend my day talking to people all day long. Mary, Danielle, what are your final thoughts about what the Holy Fathers that you quoted today will inspire us to live more deeply in Scripture? What are your thoughts? The Word of God is living and effective. Mm -hmm. Let it penetrate your whole being and come to know that this is really a letter from your Father in Heaven who loves you so much. And read His love in every line of it and just ask Him for the grace to love Him more and more every day and to come more closely in union with Him. You can't go wrong. Nope, you sure can't. Thanks again. You're listening to Virgin Most Powerful Radio, the Bible with the Barbers. We'll be back next Tuesday, same time, same station. May God richly bless you and your family. And I couldn't say it without Bishop Sheen here. Honey, full Sheen ahead. Thanks again for your donations at virginmostpowerfulradio.org or call 877-526-2151. God love you and your family. You have a voice in your head. How did he know that, the voice just said? Because we all do. (laughs) And the words you speak to yourself matter a lot. Our words shape our self-perception. Our self-perception shapes our actions. Our actions shape our lives. Words are at the foundation of our whole lives. What words do you speak to yourself? The book of Revelations calls the devil the accuser of our brothers. He wants us to amplify the negative words in our heads. God reveals the truth about who we are. But he didn't do that so you'd wait for me to preach it to you. Preach it to yourself. When the voice within starts saying, I'm weak, used, washed up, not pretty enough, skinny enough, smart enough, I'll never be enough. Replace that with words like, I'm blessed, I'm chosen, I'm beautiful. I am a son or a daughter of the King of Heaven. I don't mean that figuratively, I mean it literally. Look in the mirror and preach the truth to yourself. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Virgin Most Powerful Radio, sharing the gospel with clarity and charity.